Hey guys, just giving a quick content warning before you start listening to this podcast. This is about superheroes, so you might be of any age, because superheroes are for people of all ages. But we gave the world access to asking whatever random question about superheroes you can think of. So, the truth is people are perverts. While never dealing with anything explicit in this, there will be swearing in this podcast. There will be occasional anatomy discussions. Uh, sex is a thing that exists in the world of this podcast, even if we're not telling you the down and dirty. So if that's not going to be your thing, that's okay. If it is going to be your thing, you'll probably enjoy yourself. Welcome to Word Balloons, where we make nerddom sexy. Do we, though? No. I'm actively wearing a Cubone helmet made of leather while we're talking about this. It's a lot of things. Sexy is not on that list. That being said, I'm Tyler. I'm Zach. <laughs> Steven's over here and he's making small noises, but... Uh, the Cubone hat's very sexy. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, we're back with more word balloons. We've been flying high on our own hot air and stopped in again to answer your nerdy questions. So with that in mind, Zach... What's our question this week? Once again, because I talked to Stephen, our editor, all the freaking time, I gestured towards him because you can totally see that. Uh, and his question was, who is the goodest boy superhero? Exact words, goodest boy. And shortly before we started recording this, he was like, hey, what's your, what, what, what's your criteria? I'm like, this was your goddamn question. But <laughs> basic criteria here, we're going, they need to be nice. They need to mean well. Like, Deadpool can come off as, like, really innocent, nice and mean well. But he's a fucking sadist. Not, that, that does not qualify for goodest boy. I also imagine here the boy is spelled B-O-I, but that's just me. That's just... <laughs> okay. Uh, what else do we got here for criteria? Um, I don't know. Okay, that was I, me. I don't know why I thought I, you would I have this. I live enough online that goodest boy just automatically yeah, means th- th- something to me. Yeah, there's just, like, a kind of meme thing of, like, oh, they're... Ernest is a good one for it. Yeah. Um, well, also, just with Goodest Boy, immediately I thought of Crypto, but... Oh, Crypto is an excellent one. That's not one I thought of, and I should have, because he's the super dog. He's the super dog. He's the goodest boy. But not my ultimate answer. We'll get there. Brings me to my honorable mention, because I've got a kind of countdown going here, of Superman, who's the obvious one. But I'm not going with it, because, as I've mentioned before, I like a kind of more radical superman but you know truth justice apple pie sure great superman big blue boy scout for my number three i have spider-man spider-man is a good boy he takes care of his aunt he always tries i just recently read tom taylor's friendly neighborhood spider-man and it's literally about how peter is just so nice to everyone around him that he cannot stop himself all right i'll do my number three then okay i already said my number two is crypto I do have a number three. Prez record. Like the teenager that becomes president? president. Oh man, the new 52 series just called Prez that is much more up. I mean, it's, I say up to date. It's like five years old now and politics have changed so wildly in the last four years that it's not, but it is a very goodest boy. Um, Now I... I know that he's had his own comic runs. I more specifically think of Prez Rickard as presented in the story Golden Boy from the Sandman run. I forgot he was in Sandman. Where he's basically um, humanist 
president Jesus that ends up getting to go on across the multiverse in search of different Americas that need his guidance. That might have just won Goodest Boy. Like, that might have just topped my answer, which I know is also your answer, but we'll get to that. Jesus fucking Christ, Tyler. Um, Just this morning. Oh, that is... I was having a hard time because I immediately came up with what my number one was. We talked about this as soon as you... Yeah, as soon as I told you the question, you just looked at me and answered, but we'll get there. Um, I I even thought of Prez briefly, and I'm like, I don't know if he counts. I'll fucking go on to something. But sure. No, you're right. That's... Oh, that's fucking ideal. My number two... It's Captain Marvel, specifically Billy Batson, Shazam. He's no Shazam okay, these days, yeah. and I just can't stop myself. Especially in his early appearances, he were he was even much more cartoony looking. It was almost like something out of a fucking Disney movie. And it was this nice, young, innocent kid that turns into what he thinks the ideal superhero is. And he's called the Big Red Cheese, and he's got a talking tiger that hangs out with him. And it's amazing. Uh, but he didn't make my final list because in the last 10, 15 years or so, they've been like, well, we need to make him more like what an actual teenager. And he's kind of an asshole now. A little too often. Like, he, he usually tends to still be a good kid, but they have the, like, he, I don't know, from the it's wrong side of the, the tracks. Edges, yeah. yeah. So it knocked him out. Uh, we both have our number ones. So. Number, yeah, number one, Archer. From Archer and Armstrong. Oh my god. Archer is, in the original version of Hare Krishna, but the version that that I read and have a connection to, is from Archer and Armstrong from Valiant Comics, where he is, he was raised as this, like, nice, idyllic 50s Christian boy, but he's also trained to be a professional assassin. And he's sent to go fight what he thinks is the great evil and then as this immortal that it turns out is actually just, like, a drunk philosopher. And he's like, oh my god, I was in a cult! But he still has that, like, oh, Mr. Armstrong. Like, <laughs> he's like the embodiment of the phrase, gee willikers. Yes. He's Burt Ward Robin, but without the, like, weird sex stuff that went behind the scenes in the Batman 66 TV show. The, the ultimate example of how goodest boy Archer is, is when he gets betrayed and tries to go evil, he becomes the Dark Archer. And he get he grows a mullet and he starts eating at McDonald's and that's his version of I'm a bad antihero now. So it's Archer. I yeah. Also, while thinking about answers for this, we we named off all guys and it's goodest boy. I wasn't trying to do that, but I sort of realized when I was thinking about the way all these characters are written, if a female character is one dimensional, it's usually really not a good thing. Yeah, and let's be honest. And so all the interesting female characters have been made interesting by making them in ways where they do not no longer qualify for being the goodest boy. Yeah, in some ways, like, Harley (laughs) Quinn kind of qualifies, but she also super does not qualify. Mary Marvel would be another great example. She tends to still be allowed that kind of saccharine nature and still be a strong character because of it. But, like, Kamala Kamala Khan is a great one. Kamala Khan... Kamala Khan should have come up, and I'm kind of embarrassed that she didn't now. But uh, she I've also never read enough Kamala Khan. To... She also does have that slight—I don't want to call it revolutionary, but like mm-hmm. she's much more fight for what's good and right as opposed to when I thought of good as boy, I really did think G. Willikers and that's and Archer is the ultimate G. Willikers. <laughs> uh, Supergirl would have qualified for good as boy, but in those appearances, she's bad. 
early Supergirl's really bad. Except for her horse that used to be a centaur that's in love with her. But we'll discuss Comet a different day. <laughs> uh, all right, well, in order to keep our journey going, we're going to have to drop some ballast. Luckily, Zach's stuffed to the brim with assorted genre facts. Like Comet. Uh, I'll prod him a bit, see what shakes loose. Remember, any misses or mistakes will have to be made up for at the end of our trip. We'll keep it going with our theme of C-list villains. Zach, what knowledge can you drop on Blue Snowman? Absolutely jack shit nothing. I don't think I've ever heard of that. What the shit, Tyler? Got him. (laughs) Who? Like, I'll do my redemption round. But, Alpha Flight? <laughs> oh, Alpha Flight would be a good one, maybe. Uh, supervillain. DC supervillain. Of course he fucking is. She is primarily she... an enemy of Wonder Woman. Okay, sure. So we've never actually done this before. Are you gonna... Do I get a new name or something now? Or do we just go, whoop, Zach fucked that one up and go to the end of her show? I mean, my plan was to just go, Zach fucked that one up and go to the end of the show. Because then you have to make up for it at the end of the season anyway. Uh, okay. It sucks because it cuts this episode short, but that's on you, buddy. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I have the guilt complex of a Catholic, buddy. You can't say that kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, I can give you another one. No, no, we're good. we're good. We're good. We're good. I, I have a second one on deck right now. All right, fine. I sound so annoyed while wanting this. All right. Onomatopoeia. Onomatopoeia was created by Kevin Smith in a Green Arrow run. Um, It's not actually Quiver itself, but it's shortly after Quiver. He was created because Kevin Smith likes an onomatopoeia, which is just a... uh, Like when you go... When they punch someone and it goes, pow! Zap. Zap. Yes, he, he loved that. And he realized that comic books is the only place where you could really play with that. So Onomatopoeia is a superhero hunter who will go and then, like, if he breaks someone's arm, it'll go crack. And he'll just whisper, crack, at the same time. And he's fucking weird. He fights Batman a few times. He fights Green Arrow. He's only Kevin Smith is bothered with him because he's such a strange character. But I like him. He's got a nice, simple design. It's like an all-black suit with, like, white circles on his face yeah and a trench coat because why the fuck not uh and i should be able to say who's the artist but i cannot think of it and i will think of it as soon as we stop recording do you want me to phil hester there we go there we go i got this shit really that's his oh no one knows onomatopoeia's real name it still hasn't been revealed he's a new enough character that nobody's used him that much to go into his backstory he was starting to learn more about him in batman the widening gyre and Kevin Smith got bored and high and never finished it. I love you, well, Kevin Smith, but that's what happened. I believe it's mostly finished. And the question is, how did, does DC now put it out? Because it's now... Part two is like six to ten years late at this point. I was about to say, it's now four continuities late. Yeah, because it came out right before New 52. And then New 52 came out. And then... DCU was the next Winelide relaunch, although that wasn't a reboot. And then Rebirth, which was a soft reboot. And then fucking Metal and Doomsday Clock and yada, yada, yada did some reboots. Well, and technically Widening Gyre came out after New 52 started, but it was set pre-New 52, which is why he got away with doing some of the things he did in that story. Because DC was like, yeah, we kind of don't care because we just gave up that universe. Okay, whatever. Just re-release it as like a one-and-done full-size graphic novel. I'd read it. It was not as good as Cacophony, which was the previous series that he did with Walt Flanagan? Yes. Who is, like, all of the well, awkward uh, stories. 
Walt Flanagan also did Widening Gyre. Yeah. Yep, yep. If it ever comes out, it'll be Batman Bellicosity. Okay. That's the that's the. It was originally Widening, Widening Gyre Part 2. I don't know what Bellicosity is. I'm not entirely sure what a Gyre is. Maybe I'll do that in a redemption round. Yeah. Blue Snowman? Blue Snowman. Why is a woman named Blue Snowman? I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter, but like it was, I'm assuming, the 50s. Anyways, we'll get there. Redemption round. Uh, end of the season. End of the season. Him, her and Puff Adder. Her and Puff, so far. So far. So far. Uh, but that's it for today, folks. We're taking off. Before we go, we'd like to remind you to hit subscribe and check out all of our sister shows over on the Earverm Podcast Network. Uh, it's E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com to check all that out. Uh, other ways to get in touch and follow us will be down in the show notes. And as always, we'd like to give a special thanks to our editor, Stephen Gady. Until next time, I'm Tyler. I'm Zach. Bye! <laughs> Hey there, listener. This is your editor and stowaway, Stephen. Wanted to give a very special thank you to Ian Ford for letting us use their song Tracks as our theme song. To hear more of their music, you can check them out on SoundCloud.